Welcome to the Loving Lake Geneva podcast. I'm your host, Karen Stray Rappaport. Each episode, I take an outside-the-wake look at the area's most interesting people, places, and happenings. It's another great day here in Lake Geneva, and the lake looks stunning, so let's jump right in. Today, we have with us John Palmer, who is a personal fitness trainer right here in Lake Geneva. Welcome, John. Hey, hi, Karen. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Well, I am honored to be one of your clients and cannot say enough about how great it is to to get in shape under your direction and it's working. And um, I feel myself getting stronger every day thanks to you. And, you know, it's, I'm thinking, okay, here we are. It is almost April. This bathing suit weather is right around the corner. And many of us are kind of having that horrified moment after a long winter filled with Netflix and Girl Scout cookies, or or that might just be me. Um, But now we all want to feel and look good for the summer. What is the single most important thing we can do or start to do right now to kind of achieve that? You know what, honestly, um, I kind of go against the grain on this because the biggest thing when we come, head towards summer is people are like, you know what, I, I got to look great, right? It's all about a physical thing, getting in that bathing suit, losing some pounds. Um, if it were me, the biggest thing is I would say the number one thing you can do is change your mindset, right? To me, it's more about uh, the way you look at yourself and your own personality. And that really comes through when you're out in public or on the beach or whatnot, the problem with thinking about being in a bathing suit it every year it becomes a vicious cycle right you get all excited because it's like springtime we've been inside there's no daylight so you get stoked let's go drop some pounds and get in that suit and so you do all this short-term changes right and you haven't made it a lifestyle so then we kind of get into uh summer at the beginning you're feeling great you lost that weight and then we're if you're like me, you start hanging out with your friends and then you're going out and doing picnics. And by the end of summer, we put on, you know, who knows how much weight. And uh, then we start the same thing over. The fall comes around and we get less active and then we put on even more weight. And then all of a sudden, May or April, May comes around and for a few, minute, uh, few months, we make those positive changes. Uh, so I'd rather have people try to make it more of a lifestyle uh, than the short-term cycle that we go through. And as long as we do that, we're going to be in a much better place for years to come. I love that. And you're, you're a fit guy and you're so passionate and knowledgeable in all that you do. I mean, how did you end up becoming to be a trainer for others? Uh, you know, it's actually kind of interesting. I, I, I'd always been active in grade school and high school and, uh, you know, going to college, you know, when everybody else was out drinking, I wasn't much of a drinker, but I was kind of a gym rat. So I loved uh, working out and lifting weights and stuff. And then when I graduated, I was able to get hired on over to Abbey Springs. Um, so I worked there and that was with the pool and they had a nice little workout room. So then I started making programs for some of the clientele, um, just asking little questions with the limited knowledge that I had and uh, realized that I, I really liked it. And then uh, believe it or not, even being in this small area and l- with limited means, I was able to open up a health club over in Walworth and then kind of grow that business and have a few more people. And then I went in with some other people and we started Four Lakes Athletic Club over in Elkhorn. And so we got even more people. And then that's where I really started doing a lot of my own personal training. 
And then from there, I kind of branched off and wanted a little more quality of life. So I came home and started being able to train out of uh, my own home, which has been the most fantastic thing ever. Which is so nice. I mean, you have this workout room kind of, uh, you know, it almost looks like an addition to the back of your home. So um, yeah, you don't have an overly long commute. (laughs) You just have to walk through the door. Yeah, you know what? I'm part of that green initiative and I've really made a commitment that I am going to commute to work by walking. <laughs> That's good. Uh, well, how do it, I mean, is it always one-on-one? Do you ever do classes? You know, what, what kind of is um, your yeah, philosophy or what do you, how do you do? That was kind of cool. That's what kind of took me out of uh, um, being out in, in the gym. Um, all great people, but I really embraced working with individuals and I felt like I could do so much more. And what's great is, you know, as you work with all these different types of people, you get to be part of their success, right? And uh, it was hard to get that when you're in a club atmosphere because you're just kind of more superficial because you're dealing with so many people. Um, And in my line of work, what's great is I've really enjoyed working with um, older people and people that, uh, you know, maybe fitness wasn't where they, the background that they came from and they were looking for some life change. Uh, You know, obviously, as far as trainers go, you always think, oh, I want to work with the young people and, you know, the people that are, all look great and everything. I'm like, well, what does that really mean? You know, like that's, again, like we started off kind of superficial. And the thing is, especially when you get older, um, you're like, you know what, what's more important than looking good is having like a great quality of life. And then you get down to basics. You're like, wow, you know what? I just want to be able to get up and down and go out to dinner and do some of the basic things that we start to lose. I mean, is it ever, is someone ever too old? Like if they just say, ah, forget it. I'm too old to start to try to be yes. in shape. Yes. I'm glad you brought that up. When you're six feet underground, it's too late. <laughs> right. um, until that point, it is never too late. And the, the thing that's super cool is that, uh, you know, if you put your mind to it and just commit a little bit of time, like you can make dramatic changes and improvements. And the, the cool thing that uh, we were given it with this body um, is that it doesn't take a lot to give you a lot, right? Um, and I like to tell people when I start working with them, I think about this, and especially with the way we are now in our area, in our society, you know, people talk about how I made such a, a big commitment to my exercise and I'm not getting anywhere, right? And you're like, okay, well, let's kind of like go through this. So um, what do you do for a living? Um, you know, it's like, well, I work at a desk. Okay. Well, okay. Then what do you do outside of that? Well, I go home and I have dinner and I sit and watch TV. I'm like, okay. So how many times you're working on And they're like, oh, I'm glad you asked. Like I'm doing it like three days a week, right? For like an hour. I'm like, well, that's cool. So like, think about this. That's one hour, three days a week. That's three hours out of what? 168 hours a week. And the rest of the time you're completely sedentary. Like, how can you expect that kind of improvement? But here's the cool thing. Turn it around. If you start coming in, you start lifting weights and doing different things by doing just that small amount, right? You might not be losing the weight that you want. And that's what I was talking about earlier. um, Because that's the thing that people want to do first is always about losing the weight. But what you will see is that with very little effort, you'll all of a sudden, when you had a hard time getting out and out of a chair or moving around or lifting things, those things will change 
very quickly and you'll have a completely different way of thinking about things if you commit to working out even for a few hours a week. And, and how do you feel, you know, I mean, you mentioned weights. So it's like some people seem to be such advocates of weights and over cardio, and then you get the vice versa. I mean, what, what is your theory about cardio versus strength? Um, You know what? I like it all. Um, And one of the keys is, is you really have to think about doing variety. So uh, obviously you come to me and you know, I do personal training. And the thing is when you get in the fitness arena, then you have the people that do yoga, you have the people that do Pilates, right? You have the people that just go outside and they're on their bikes and running. The, the way you really should look at it is do as much as you possibly can, or, you know, make it, uh, have a variety because that's going to keep you interested. And the thing is our bodies are able to move in so many different ways and you need to access that and challenge it. And if you do the same thing all the time, you could get burned out. You're going to limit your improvement. But the thing is, is if you do the training or go to yoga or go outside and do things, you're going to hit your body um, differently and keep yourself energized and motivated to keep going. Because the bottom line is, if you don't enjoy what you're doing, you can do that short term, but you're not going to keep up and make it, you know, uh, a regular and a routine for yourself. Yeah. And that's part of, I mean, you, you do make it fun. I have to say you're, you know, just your enthusiasm and just the conversations we have. It's just, it's fun. The time goes by quickly. I'm working hard, but I'm enjoying it. And, you know, I look forward to it um, every time. So, you know, the trainer does make a difference. I mean, you see other trainers out there and fitness classes and not that you want to bash anybody, but, you know, it seems like there's a lot of uh, kind of myths out there in the fitness world. Do you have any that especially bother you? (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah. There's a ton. Um, You know, the, the, the biggest thing is, is, um, you know, that there's a right way, like I shouldn't say right, there is a right way to do stuff. But the thing is that that there's a secret thing, right? Or there's a secret food. And so people pitch that they have some way that they do it that somehow or some way is like the only way or the best way. And like, that's just not the case, right? Like, so if you really take it from the beginning, the, the thing you have to do is just try to constantly improve, right? And that's what I would like to be when I get to be part of whoever's on this journey is I just want to see that they're better than they were the day before, right? Mm-hmm. So if someone came out to you or anybody and said, okay, do this program, right? And it's all this stuff and do it this way and you're going to have great results. Well, what happens if it doesn't work? For you? It might, it could potentially be the greatest program in the world, but if it doesn't work for you and you don't do it, guess what? You're not going to see the results. So the thing is, is we got to break it down to more basics and then find out what makes every individual tick. Like we're not all the same. So we, we need to come at it from different areas, right? And what you love to do and what I find makes you tick might be different than someone else that comes in on a different day. So it's like, we have different goals. We have different interests. You know, we have different strengths. We have different weaknesses. So like, we got to bring those all together and then work through that and just keep plowing forward. And as long as you do that, you're going to get to a great place. And what about, you know, people who say, oh, I have bad knees, I can't work out, or I have an old elbow injury or something. I'd say, well, don't do it. And then you'll just kind of get worse and worse and worse. So the thing is, is what's cool. And we talked about it earlier is our bodies like are amazing and it's got a great ability to adapt. And the thing is, is no matter what you have wrong with you, 
And if you just kind of think back, like you can find people all over that have it way worse than you, right? So like, okay, you have bad knees and bad elbow. Okay, well, you probably have seen someone that's paralyzed, right? So would you rather have an achy knee and you can do something with it? Or what do you think the paralyzed person would say? They'd be like, I would give anything to be in your boat. Well, guess what? Now you have a gift, right? You still have the ability to move. Well, take advantage of it. So you have a little bit of pain, big deal, right? So guess what? And if you do move, the chances are that pain is going to minimize and you're going to be able to do more and your quality of life is going to go up. And you're like, oh my God. So a lot of this stuff is all about mindset. You put yourself in the right direction, good things are going to be happening. If you're going to be like the victim all the time, it's like, I got this, I got that. And all you do is talk about what's wrong with you. Well, good. Guess what? In the next year, I'll have more to talk about because you're, you're just not taking the challenge. Like you got such a gift, take advantage of it, regardless of how much you have wrong. Cause the cool thing with having issues is you have something to overcome and you get to look back and be like, wow, I used to be there. Look where I'm at now. This is super cool. And it motivates you to keep going. Yeah. And I'm actually a living testament to that. Cause I do have bad knees and I've had one knee surgery and, and working out with you, just moving the knees. And of course, I mean, you always say if it hurts, stop, but just the more movement, I mean, they've never felt better. Yeah. You know, and along those lines, like when you, people can always take what you're saying out of context. And the thing is, is as, as you're saying, you know, I'm a big advocate. You have to do things right. And a lot of times the reason we have these pains and issues, obviously it might be something um, that you were in an accident or something, but a lot of times is that we're just moving the wrong way over a long period of time. And one of the things that I'm always working as you can attest to is I try to teach people how to move correctly. And for a lot of people, especially as we get older, it seems really awkward. And you're like, well, this, this isn't how you do it. Yeah, well, it is. And the thing is, as we relearn and start doing it right, we automatically give our bodies a chance to heal because we're not constantly stressing it out. And so, you know, a lot, and the other thing that happens is like, oh, I got shoulder pain or back pain you know, well, just because you have pain in a certain area doesn't mean that's the area that's causing it, right? So you might have some issues, whether it's flexibility or strength in a completely different area and where it's coming out is in your knee or back. And so when we start to address those issues, um, and especially over, give it some time, you'll notice a decrease in the pain and uh, you'll, you'll see some great improvement and it'll just keep you on that path going forward. And that's like what I really, really, really enjoy. And I'm going to sound decades older than I am right now, but I mean, things that you even taught me about how to go up and down stairs or how to get out of a chair using the right muscles have completely changed, you know, things with and you just don't uh, think my knees. Exactly. Uh, how you're doing it wrong a thousand times a day and, and how different that can be for you if you use the right muscles and do it the right way. Absolutely. And, you know, and along on that track to just give you like uh like an example, and this is what makes this all worthwhile. So I was kind of getting kind of bummed out a while, while back. And I was like, is it really worth doing this like line of work? You know, I just wasn't getting as fulfilled. And I had this um, person come to me and they were like in their seventies at the time and um, their spouse had just passed away. And so as we were talking you know, over the time, it came out that they'd had medical issues for quite a while and couldn't get up. And so every time there was an issue, you know, and their spouse fell, uh, they had to call 911. And then people that come over the house and help them get up and do the things. And so once uh, that person passed, 
she made it her goal. She's like, I don't want a family member to have to call 911 for me. And so when she started, she basically could barely get off the floor, right? Like literally it would take her five minutes to get up. And so for the first uh, month or so we were working out together, I basically just had her get up and down, made her get up and down over and over again, no matter how long it took. All right, so fast forward to that start when she was in her 70s and had never worked out before. 10 years later in her late 80s, she was able to lift an 80 pound kettlebell off the floor. Wow. 80 pounds, right? And so, and this is just kind of like a side thing. And so this is one of the things I hope would people would get out of this is you have to not put limitations on yourself. And as we get older, you know, we're always told, oh, you know, you're getting old, don't do, no, do the opposite, right? So one, learn how to do it correctly. And as long as you do it correctly, the chances of getting injured go way down, but challenge yourself. And one of my big things that I always tell people is get comfortable being uncomfortable, right? So like, if you do that, that means you're challenging yourself in certain ways. You're, you're going walking faster, you're lifting heavier, moving in certain ways. They're like, oh, this isn't comfortable. But the thing is, is if you get used to that, right? Always challenge yourself you're going to improve. So here's a lady in her seventies who never worked out, couldn't get off a floor. 10 years later, she can lift an 80 pound kettlebell and plank for over two minutes straight. Oh, right. In her, wow. Right. Like, it, it's crazy. And it's because she, and here's the super cool thing is she went from telling me like, I can't do that. I can't do that. By her late eighties, she was getting upset if I didn't challenge her. Wait, what do you mean? I can't do that right? So she had completely changed her mindset. And as an 80 year old plus, she came, became in better shape than she ever was in her 70s, 60s, and probably 50s. That's incredible. All I mean, is it the same for like for people? And I know there's something to genetics. Um, but you know, for people who say I, with my genetic, I just I, I work right. out and yeah. I work out and I you can't. Know what the I genetics mean are called? Genetics are called an excuse right? So it's like, it's easy to say, because whenever you're around and you go out and you'll see someone and you're like, oh, you know, they're so lucky. They look like that. Really? All right. Do you happen to know what they did when you went out to dinner, you went to the bar, did they go out or did they skip it? When you're sleeping in, did they maybe get up at 6am and already get an hour workout? Right? So like, we always try to minimize when other people are, have success and you can look at them and think, wow, you know, they're really blessed genetically where they blessed genetically, or they really made a commitment to have a certain lifestyle that allowed them to look like they do and be able to do the things that they do. And for almost 99.9% .9 of the people, it's that they that are successful, they made um, a reason and they went and did it for the other people. For the most part, it's an excuse. Um, obviously, there are people that truly have genetic issues the way our society is nowadays, they'd have you believe it's like everybody, but it's very, very few. And the thing is, if people would engage in a healthier lifestyle, the vast majority of issues we're having wouldn't even exist, right? So our first thing is that we have an issue, we go to the doctor and we're prescribed medicine. And like, it's almost a badge of honor to sit there and talk about how many pills and stuff you're taking on a daily basis. And like, well, that's insane, right? So the other super... Uh, nice thing, I, or nice thing, the great thing about doing this and really got me all excited is also not only getting people to do things they've never been able to do, but also as they get older, like they're getting off their medication and stuff. And it's like, wait, eating better and moving like has 
gotten me off my heart medicate. And I'm not saying this all the time. You go to see your doctor, of course, but like they're going to the doctor and find out you don't need to be on this. They, we're lowering your cholesterol medication. You're not taking these 20 different pills anymore. Like, and this happens all the time if you make a tiny commitment, but it's easier to think you can order something from the TV or go to the doctor and get a pill. And so, you know what, the thing is, here is the deal. If you're willing to change your mindset and make a small commitment, like you can completely change your life and live like your best life. And there's no, it's never too late, right? Except if you're six feet under until that point, like finally stop and just say, let's make that change. And you don't have to come to someone like me. I'm actually uh, kind of happy that people can't do this around or aren't motivated enough, or I wouldn't have a job, right? So it's kind of kind of nice to have people need a little push here and there. But, you know, for those that can finally get it, you don't need to spend money on anything. Like put the money into eating better and moving. And as long as you're doing something a little better every day and you challenge yourself to get uncomfortable, right? What you're able to accomplish in the next days, weeks, months coming forward is going to be dramatic and you're going to be so excited with yourself and everybody else is going to notice the change because it's not going to just be physical it's going to be how you feel on the inside and your personality is going to change because you're going to have a whole new self-confidence that you never had and that to me is a great looking bathing suit yeah i love that love it well so how do you kind of keep the sessions interesting and and you know i know people come back just because they they like you and they see results, but like, what's the length of your sessions and how do they, how does one session differ from the other? Yeah. So, um, you know, I try to live by that philosophy of variety, right? So, and if you don't like it or enjoy it, you're not going to come back. So I have to sell myself on a regular basis. And so I want to do things you like, but I also want to challenge you in things they don't really want to do because the things that you like the least are probably the things you need to be doing the most. So I try to pepper those in. Um, so we're always moving in the right direction. One of the things that I'll do, as you're well aware, is I'll talk to you and explain what we're doing. So even if you don't really want to do it, it starts to make sense and you're more apt to do those things. Um, most of my sessions, personally, I, I have them 50 minutes in length. So you know it's long enough to uh, get something done and it's short enough for people to be willing to come. And, um, and we obviously we keep it at that because people like, a certain amount of time, right? So the biggest thing though, is that you commit some amount of time, anything is fine. Um, and then when, if you're with me, we try to change it up between doing functional exercise, learning how to move correctly. And then I have a broad range of different types of equipment to keep it fun and do it in different ways. And certain things that will mimic everyday life, whether it's like you're going to go on vacation, right? You have to lift stuff over your head and put it into uh, the kitchen cabinet, or you're going to put it into the, the bin in an airplane. So like I mimic a lot of those type of things with our, the way we lift. And then we also will challenge yourself as far as cardiovascularly in our, our system, um, whether it's being on treadmill, rowing, um, doing body weight, only things that keep the heart rate up. But um, variety is king. And that's what will keep you motivated and coming back. And, you know, there are people who listen to this that aren't from Wisconsin. So if they can't come to you, what, what should they look for in a personal trainer? What questions should they ask? Like, how do they know that they are, they've chosen the right person? Um, you know what, like everybody's different. And the one thing that I, I can only speak for myself is 
it only works if people are comfortable with each other, right? Like I have to feel like I have some type of connection with you and you have to feel like you have some type of connection with me. So the way I've always worked is I always have someone come in and give them an opportunity to try it out for free, right? And so I have an hour to prove myself and to make sure that it's a fit both ways. Um, and then you ask a ton of questions and see if you guys jive with one another. You know, there's certain trainers that uh, have diff different styles. Nothing's right or wrong. It's what works for you. There's people that might come to me and be like, yeah, that's not my jam. Like, that's just not how I want it. Great. Well, then we know, and it saves both of us time, you know, and they can go find someone that helps them be motivated. Um, but the biggest thing is, I think, is just connecting with someone with their personality. And then obviously, you, it's hard until you've gotten into it a little bit, but you just want to make sure that they're in it for you. And if you start getting into, and they're talking about bodybuilding and everything, and you happen to be 70, it's like, what? You know, it doesn't work for everybody. Like, you know, they see the things on TV and you see that it's no, 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 everybody's different. So you got to find a good fit. It's funny, you know, about tracking progress and everything. You have these kind of moments and like one of mine was this winter when I went downhill skiing, which I do every year. And this year, you know, usually I'm kind of out of shape by the time I go skiing and I'm like, ski a couple hours and I'm tired this year. I never got tired the entire trip. And even when people a lot younger than me were getting tired and wanted to go in like, and nothing hurt the next day. And I was, I couldn't wait to come back and tell you about that because that was a huge change for me. So, I mean, what else do you see people telling yeah. you that, that says, gosh, I know that, I mean, how do you track progress? Right. Well, and one, uh, I would just say like, hearing things like that puts the biggest smile on my face. And, you know, that just reminds me of something else. I, I tell people regularly, I said, you know what, at some point, especially when they're just starting out, I, I tell them, if you stick with this, you're going to come up to me at some point and tell me that you're not going to believe this, but I just did X. Right. And you didn't think about it at the time, but you just went and did something without thinking about it. And once you finish that task, you're like, wait, I never had the strength or whatever to do that in the past. And that's the coolest thing, right? Um, as far as measurables, um, the best thing you can do is have tons of them. The thing I see most, especially when people start, is it's all about weight loss. Like they strictly talk about like, I lost X amount of weight. And it's like, well, okay, but that's not what's most important. So I tell them, here's the deal come up with as many things as you can. And this will help keep you motivated. And you'll see that you're going in the right direction because a lot of times you'll actually gain weight in the beginning. And there's a lot of reasons for that. But what can you track? Like, hey, are you sleeping better, right? Um, are you, do you feel like you have more energy in the morning? Uh, how, how, how do you feel physically? Like, what's your mood like, right? Take out a tape measure. You can gain weight and lose interest on or inches on a regular basis. I'll have people that went up a few pounds, but lost two inches in their waist. Like that happens all the time for different reasons. So the more measurables and stuff that you can have that you can look at, the more successful you're going to be and the more apt you are going to continue with your program. If people are in the area and they want to see if you have any availability, what's the best way for them to contact you? Oh, well, you know, one would be my phone and that's 262-215-6435. 
right? 262-215-6435 or my email, which is imjppt at gmail.com. And I always end by asking my guests, what is your favorite thing about the Lake Geneva area? Oh, I didn't even see that coming, but I'm <laughs> I like to surprise people. No, you know what? Here's the thing. <laughs> Honest to God. So um, I live one block from where I grew up, right? I, I've never wanted to be anywhere else. And I've been blessed enough. Um, when I was younger, I love to do a lot of different uh, fitness things. So I've gone I biked across the country. I've been up and biking in Alaska and um, been all over the place doing stuff. And I can honestly tell you, oh, and 48 of the 50 states so far. And I only bring that Impressive. up because it's not like I haven't been anywhere, but I've never been anywhere that I've wanted to be on a regular basis than right here. Like this is the perfect home base for me. A lot of beautiful places to go out and see. And I'd go back to Hawaii and different places, but I wouldn't want to live there. I love Lake Geneva, Geneva Lake, never would want to be anywhere else. And with my lifestyle, we have better roads. We have the best lake path, the best lake. There's so many fantastic things to do if you want to be active. This is absolutely the place to be, winter and summer. Totally agree. And I do see people of all ages just out and about more, you know, walking and just, you know, enjoying the outdoors, just people of all ages around no, here. Absolutely. And you know, the thing is with um, what I noticed too, being here all the time, especially with COVID, right. And people, I know how many people do you even know that love the city and stuff. And when COVID hit, like a lot of negative things to it, but the positive was it got a lot of people to come up here and realize like, oh my God, there's something good about being with nature and having some open space, right? Yeah. And being more active. I saw people constantly walk. I'm like, oh my God, everybody's walking around here. Yeah, I love it. And there's, it's always just a beautiful backdrop for sure, no matter where you are <laughs> up here. You better believe it. Well, John, thank you so much for giving us some wonderful, helpful tips. And I, of course, cannot recommend you enough. It is probably, you know, the longest I have stuck with somebody and seen the biggest results and look forward to going every time. So if you're lucky enough to be in the area and, and can get in to see John, um, please do. But thank you for taking the time to come on today. Yeah. Thank you for the opportunity. Of course. And as always, thanks to the listeners for letting me share my love of Lake Geneva and the wonderful people like John who helped make it so special. I'm Karen Stray Rappaport. Join me next time as another guest takes their place in the sun. Bye for now. I feel all right.